Welcome everyone to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Carney, and I teach kindergarten through fifth grade in Fort Myers, Florida, PE, large groups. So welcome, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I want to talk about my new ebook I made, and it's free, no worries, but I just want to go over this because I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to share it with you for free, for nothing, for signing up for my email list, actually. I'd, I'd love to get you on my email list, only because I want to send out some free content and information and new games and videos and things like that, and I'd love for you to be a part of the large group PE Nation if you're not already. So let's get going on the basic contents of the book. All right, everybody. So I took about a month or two to make this book and it's not a huge read. It's very basic, very simple. I made it into a workbook-like fashion so that if you wanted to print them out, you can write in some space that I made. Or if you're like me, uh, what I would do, honestly, is get a notebook and just fill in the answers in a notebook. What I try to do every year is get a, um, a notebook for the year for PE, just to write down ideas, things I learn at conventions or online, or just whatever I have that comes to my mind, I add to my PE notebook. So that's the basic breakdown. That's all you need is a uh, thing to write with and um, some paper, and that's about it. Or if you want to do it digitally, you can do that as well. So number one are the basics. So the basics is to me is things like your space. Okay, you have some space. Now, some people say they have no space. Well, you have something. You have some learning area, and the goal for for me, for you, for me, for you, is to think about your space. Now, I have a lot of space, but I have a lot of kids. I have a pavilion, which uh, is where the students come in, and they sit for just a moment, and then we get moving, and then we, you know, I ask them a question or two, and we do a little bit of that kind of thing, or walk and talk, turn and talk, and then we go to our station. So, the station could be at the pavilion, or we have a large field, we have a bus ramp slash track, and we have two basketball courts. So that's my space. Now, I have an office, which I'm in right now, and I have a a, a big, a pretty big um, storage area. So just getting that on paper, drawing out your space where you want things you know i put my easel in a certain place every day where there's an essential question i have a whiteboard which i project to or i draw on and you know you need to define your space and what you want to do with that space and what you want to you know what games you want to play there and what you want to put there so that is number one define your space and also your equipment that goes along with the basics you know, what equipment do you have? When I first got here, uh, this is my eighth year, the first thing I did was take inventory of what I had. And there was a lot, I gotta admit, there was a lot of things here, but there's a lot of things I wanted and I thought needed. So think about your needs and your wants and do an inventory and don't be a hoarder. I did that for a couple of years where I kept things around and around and around. I'm like, well, I never use these things, just throw them out or give them to somebody. So that is number one, the basics. Okay, number two, procedures and routines. 
So especially if you're a newer teacher or you're a student teacher or, you know, you're just getting, you know, into the PE profession, you want to make sure you have your procedures and routines down. And it sounds really simple and easy, but, you know, what do you want, you know, from your classes? How do you want them to come in? How do you want them to leave? When is an appropriate time to use the restroom and how will they signal that? How will they signal to get a drink and when do you want them to get drinks? One of the very, very, very small changes I made this year after seven years of doing it uh, a different way was that if the students brought in a water bottle, which a lot of them do, and I encourage them to do that because it's hot out here a lot of the times, I have them put them uh, on the uh, pavilion, I'll look off to the side um, by the poles or the, what do you want to call them, um, the corners. And then when they go to their stations, they can grab their water bottles. Now, the reason for that is, especially in the past couple of years, I'm sure some of you know, kids like to flip water bottles and play with them and all that sort of stuff. And it was getting really annoying. And you, you even hear this sound. I can do it with my water bottle right now. That would drive me crazy. And so, you know, when they first come in, they have to put their water bottles off to the side. And that's just something, a very, very, very small change I made this year. And the kids are getting used to it. Um, the students... You know, after a while, they'll, they, you know, after reminding them, and most of the kids, if they forget, I just say, hey, can you please put that over to the side? And they, they, they do it, no problem. But that is something you need to think about. What do you want students to do when they come in? Where do you want their water bottles to go? Just real simple stuff, but it makes a difference. So that is number two, procedures and routines. Okay, number three, signals. Now, I don't mean signals like you are playing baseball and you're pulling your ear and, you know, tugging at your nose or whatever signals are very important in PE because you need to be consistent and you need to understand that time is valuable and we need to be able to transition quickly or end things quickly so here's some of the things I use now I know a lot of people frown upon whistles well I have 130 kids so sometimes I use my whistle um, I'll use a whistle and I'll tell them that you know, I, I remind them that one whistle means start, two means stop, three means the day is over, it's time to clean up. So using a whistle, and I whistle in a pattern sometimes, and they clap uh, after me. Or I will use clapping as a signal. I just clap, and they clap back. And so they know after I'm done, it's time to stop and listen. The second one is saying a phrase. Now, I say freeze, please, because that's a Kagan strategy. I'll put my hand in the air, and this is actually our school uh, signal. The students are the same and are quiet in three seconds. So you can do that different ways. I hear, I think my, my wife is a middle school teacher, so, so she will say, you know, give me five, and that means they raise their hand, and in five seconds they're quiet, and eyes on her. So whatever works for you, but a phrase, whistle, clapping, and music. So music is another thing that I use for a signal. Now, well, they know that if they're under the pavilion playing an activity and the music's on, they may get drinks or use the bathroom. And when it's off, they need to freeze and listen. So those are all things that you need to reinforce and practice over the year. I mean, not just the first week of school, but throughout the year. And they'll get it and they'll understand it. If that's what you want them to do, they'll repeat it. So that is number three, signals. Okay, number four, talking about music. So music is a big part of our PE class. We use it to start the class. We do a quick dance exercise, warm up with it. And like I said, we switch. We use it to switch stations or 
tell them when the station has begun. So you need music. And I didn't use a lot of music my first two years here. I really didn't. Um, so you need to have a, a, a platform. Now, I use Apple Music Sharing. There's Spotify. You can make custom playlists. I use GarageBand to make my own mixes. So you need to have a platform to play music and you know just know which songs you're going to play. There's lots of good songs out there, which um, in the future we'll talk about. But think about what you want to do for music and when you want to use it and how you want to use it to signal or transition. Okay, number five is planning. So planning out the school year is tricky, especially with multiple classes. And I just did my planning for the next couple of weeks. Um, we're just starting back to school tomorrow, right after the holiday break, the Christmas break. So planning is tough. So what I try to do is I start at the macro level and I work my way down to the micro level. So I will take a school calendar, as in all the holidays and dates and, and stuff, time we have off. I'll take one of those calendars along with a regular calendar and I will start just crossing off or writing down days so I know what days I only have, you know, two days, three days, the weeks I have, or I probably said weeks, I meant, or days, I meant weeks, the weeks you have five days or, you know, one day. So you need to know these things and plan ahead of time. After that, I plan my months and I just kind of work my way down. Then I plan my weeks. Now, things don't always work out perfectly if you're like me and you're outside rain lightning one time we had a bear sighting <laughs> we had a lockdown bear sighting you know sometimes you have to be flexible these, these things happen especially the, the weather so i do my lesson plans but sometimes you know they get pushed back a little bit or sometimes they have to change a little bit these are all some things you need to understand especially if you're outside that the micro planning isn't always perfect like I'm actually behind a little bit on the on my macro level planning. I was I didn't spend a whole lot of time on striking and fielding games. Like um, we have like a golf baseball game and a baseball game kind of like that, where it's just a one base kind of thing called bunker ball, or I've heard it called different names. We play that a little bit. I want to do more games like that, and we kind of ran out of time right before our field days, uh, before break. And then, yes, we have field days before break. That's a whole other issue. So sometimes I get behind or ahead of units. And these are all things that can be adjusted. But the, So the planning part is hard, but it needs to be uh, written down and planned out as best as possible. Okay, It's not always easy, but it's definitely something you need to do. Okay, number six is assessment. And I will do a, a longer podcast just on assessment very shortly. But assessment isn't... It's not easy for large groups. You know, we can't do, or I can't do, you know, one-to-one -one iPads where they're, uh, you know, logging in and they're jotting down, you know, their notes and portfolios or portfolios. And I tried that. I really did. It just, I have too many students and it just, it wasn't time efficient. So I try to do large group questioning. And then when I have only one class, I will do smaller group questioning. And again, I'm not going to get into real big detail here. I'll give you one or two so one of the things I use for large group is I will do the what I call the Gladiator. <laughs> if you've ever seen Gladiator, one of my favorite movies, um, Joaquin Phoenix, the uh, emperor, did the uh, thumbs up, thumbs to the side, thumbs down. So I will do that. I'll have them vote on things or I will just have them tell me 
you know, do you enjoy martial arts or the bike trailer? And I just tell them, be honest. I just want a, a feel for if they enjoy it, if it's something I want to keep, which I do. But um, I just want them, you know, to see if I could, if I myself need to change something or, you know, or they're having or they're struggling with something. So and I'll also have them vote one, two, three or four based on their uh, exertion levels or their effort. Um, if they self-assess. So those are some big group assessments. Some medium ones are um, thinking maps. They've also, I've had them draw with chalk on the uh, cement. Um, but, you know, their answers in a big circle. And smaller groups, I've used plickers. I like plickers. I've actually used plickers with the, the whole group inside on rainy day. And they just have to share the, the cards. Or I will use uh, the plickers magnet, magnets or plagnets to put on the board if I only have one class when we break into stations. So that is number six, assessment. Number seven is tech tips. Now, again, I'm not going to go into real big detail because this is going to be another podcast episode. But my main thing, my main idea or my main suggestion is make sure you have a projector because then you can project apps, fitness videos, yoga videos, dance videos, provocation videos, which means you could show what chukball is, which I had to do and I, I do with my students because a lot of kids have no idea what that means and we, we're ready to start our tournament for fifth grade. Um, but third grade doesn't has never seen it before. You know, show them different creativity videos, which I've just podcasted about in my last episode with hockey breakaways or skateboarding. So those are all sorts of tech things that um, just on a basic level, because I want to keep this short, but these, this is all in the ebook. Okay, number eight are games and activities. Now, I note I noted this in the book, but I also want to say this. I, I can't give you every game possible. I can give you some resources. I mean, I just looked on on the open website uh, 20 minutes ago for some new soccer and basketball dribbling games because I was, I don't know, I've played some of the same games a lot and I want to switch it up a little bit. So, you know, there's some resources out there. My my website has some videos and some resources that I'd love for you to check out at supersizephysed.com. The PE specialist, Ben Landers, has some great stuff. Kevin Tiller. I mean, there's so many people that have great things out there. So check them out for games and activities. Now, I did list a few games I really, really like. And actually, a couple of them are from Joey Fife at thephysicaleducator.com. So all things are on here. Check them out. They're great, great resources. So that's number eight. Number nine are the intangibles. And this is another episode that it will be coming out. I'm going to try to do some episodes just based on these. I mean, some of it is just, you have to have good customer service. Now, I did an episode on customer service a while ago, and you, you need to just be happy. <laughs> Jump around with the kids. Be goofy. Dance, even if you're terrible. Trust me, I'm not that good of a dancer, but I enjoy it with the kids. You know, arrive with passion every day. Get to know their names, their lives, their dreams, their goals. You know, be proud to be an educator. Don't be like, oh, I'm a PE teacher. No, be proud. You're an educator. You're teaching children how to be healthy and teach them strategies and how to be physically literate. These are all important things. You are an educator, and it is important. And please get in touch with me at supersizephysed.com. My email is on there. Or... Make sure you download these episodes, subscribe, leave a comment. Hopefully it's good on iTunes, a rating. That'd be awesome. And you guys are awesome. So I will leave you with a beat. Take care. Have a great day.